0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. Planet Earth and sanity itself are both under siege. Here's a relevant quote from Nietzsche. In individuals, insanity is rare, but in groups, parties, nations, and epochs, it is the rule, end quote. Question, are there factions within the ranks of the human race that are insane enough to think they can play God with the weather indefinitely, using the climate as a weapon to carry out an endless list of malevolent objectives and agendas? Any honest an objective investigation of all available data, including government documents, military documents, film footage, and atmospheric testing, leaves no reasonable doubt as to the answer to that question. Is Hurricane Ian a current case in points? Please search and view the just posted geoengineeringwatch.org report titled Controlling Hurricane Ian. After examining the data presented, decide for yourself was Hurricane Ian a random act of nature, or something else altogether? Here's a few additional puzzle pieces on Hurricane Ian. From early last week, this headline, Latest hurricane danger could plot, quote, an unusual track toward Florida. Unusual? That could have many meanings, couldn't it? Patented hurricane suppression and steering technologies have existed for decades. Not that interfering with nature's processes is a good thing, it isn't, but the point is this. If the weather makers do in fact hold such extraordinary and destructive power to quote, own the weather, end quote, which is the title of a U.S. military document, does that give them the right to covertly wield such destructive power? Of course it doesn't. More fallout from Hurricane Ian from Bloomberg. The weather is yet again crushing crops. Orange juice prices surge after Hurricane Ian menaces Florida. And from AccuWeather, so-called AccuWeather. This, hurricanes in 100 years could be far more devastating, study finds. That study, and so many like it, are a complete farce. If the human race remains on the current course, in far less than 100 years, for the record, there won't be any hurricanes or even clouds as we know them. The atmospheric chemistry will be so completely compromised that the life support systems of the planet will be no more. Those who still don't believe it could get that bad have simply not conducted objective research. And no, the climate engineering slash weather warfare insanity won't fix what's wrong. It's only continuing to fuel near-term planetary omnicide. On the subject of all the jets in our skies, from the UK Guardian, this revealed 5,000 empty, quote, ghost flights in the UK since 2019, data shows report says a further 35,000 commercial flights have operated almost empty since 2019, according to an analysis of data from the Civil Aviation Authority, the CAA. This makes a total of about 40,000 ghost flights. And this is in the UK alone. And the climate campaigners, i.e. the global warming circles, call these revelations shocking. But are the global warming camps Acknowledging the climate engineering elephant in the equation? Of course not. And now let's consider that the U.S. DOD, the Department of Defense, is leasing hundreds of commercial carrier aircraft with commercial markings. Why? Why do you think? Not a hard question to answer for those familiar with climate engineering. New from Esquire magazine, this. In the end, climate change is the only story that matters. What is Esquire magazine and all their mainstream sources not telling you about? The climate intervention weather warfare factor. What we face isn't climate change. It's far worse and far more immediate. The correct science term is abrupt climate collapse. To pretend otherwise is just to build the walls of your sandcastle higher. For most of the summer, the main climate story was the worldwide droughts. Reservoirs dried up, rivers shrank, huge rock cliffs, showed bathtub rings as markers of where the water used to be. Lake Mead gave up its forgotten mob victims, and rivers in the Balkans gave up Nazi ships scuttled almost 80 years ago, one step ahead of the Red Army, all of which was fairly interesting. But when you're thirsty, archaeology is no substitute for water. While we watch the demonizing of various lawyers in the employ of a certain former president and wrap ourselves in the momentum of the upcoming midterm elections, the climate collapse crisis, its time, its tides, wait for no one. Politics is a sideshow, a circus of scripted idiocy. Every other issue, no matter how large it may seem to loom in the immediate present, is secondary to the accumulating evidence that the planet itself is hurling toward Total collapse, not just the human race, but the entire web of life. As geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record for a decade and a half, when the totality and immediacy of biosphere collapse being further fueled by the climate intervention operations can no longer be hidden, the controllers will become more desperate and dangerous than ever. That time is unfolding now. On the subject of desperate and dangerous global controllers, let's cover a quick COVID vaccination update. Are official sources telling us the truth yet? Does that question even deserve an answer? First headline from last week, FDA refuses to release autopsy results on people who died after COVID vaccinations. From that report, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, said it's barred from releasing the results of autopsies conducted on people who died after getting COVID-19 vaccines. The refusal was issued to the Epoch Times, which submitted a Freedom of Information Act for all autopsies reported and obtained by the FDA concerning any deaths reported to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, that's VAERS, following COVID-19 vaccinations. As of September 14th, 16,516 reports of death following COVID-19 vaccination have been reported. Approximately 616 million doses have been administered in the U.S. through September FDA representatives declined to say whether the FDA would ever release the autopsy results. Sounds a bit like the Robert F. Kennedy assassination files, doesn't it? Nothing to hide, but we're never going to show you. Next not-so-pleasant headline from last week, this one from VaccineDeaths.com. International medical crisis. Over 400 doctors and scientists in India declare COVID vaccine programs must end. From that report, the COVID-19 vaccines have failed and are associated with excess mortality that is not being properly investigated by health authorities on a global scale. The report continues. The formal declaration states, we are currently witnessing an excess in mortality in those countries where the majority of the population has received the COVID-19 vaccines. To date, the report says, this excess mortality has neither been sufficiently investigated nor studied by national and international health institutions. The term sudden adult death syndrome has been used to describe the excess mortality in young and middle-aged adults. Myocarditis has been normalized over the past year as previously healthy children and adults fall prey to this toxic science. The report then states, as the cover-up continues, morticians are finding long, fibrous clots inside the bodies of deceased, vaccinated individuals. Moreover, the report says, pharmacovigilance systems around the world have recorded the greatest number of adverse events, hospitalizations, permanent disabilities, and deaths in the history of all vaccines. Again, this is an on-the-record summary conclusion of over 400 physicians and scientists, and i fully understand how alarming data like this is especially to the already vaccinated but fully facing the truth no matter what our individual circumstances are is always the right path the hallmark of a healthy mind is an unyielding willingness to face the truth no matter how dire we must never forget that next headline from healthimpactnews.com worse than monkeypox question mark multiple cases of skin disease following COVID-19 vaccinations start appearing in the medical journals. I'm only able to scratch the surface of what's unfolding in this broadcast. It's imperative for all of us to dig deep, to research data, and to share that data while it can still make a difference. Next headline of human insanity. Multiple sources study genetically engineered mosquitoes used to inject vaccines into humans. From that report, A new study published last month in Science Transitional Medicine used hundreds of mosquitoes to deliver live malaria-causing plasmodium parasites that had been genetically modified to inject malaria into the arms of human test subjects in a new vaccine trial. We use the mosquitoes like small flying syringes, explains University of Washington, Seattle physician and scientist Dr. Sean Murphy. The author of this report made it a point to state... Quote, to be clear, Murphy's not planning to use the mosquitoes to vaccinate millions of people, in quote. Do you believe him? And even if Dr. Murphy himself is not planning on using the technology to mass vaccinate people, what's to stop others from doing so? I.e. Bill Gates, for example, has already spent billions on developing a malaria vaccine over the past decade. And last year alone, he funded a biotech firm that released genetically modified mosquitoes in the Florida Keys. It's only one example. Any who think that people like Bill Gates are here to protect them and their posterity and populations in general need to think again. We have mosquitoes, ticks, fleas. Who knows how many insects are being used for spreading pathogens. For those that want to take a deeper dive into ticks and Lyme disease, read this shocking book, Lab 257 the disturbing story of the government's secret germ laboratory here's a final note on the vaccination front for those that have the courage check the centers for disease control there's website the vaccine adverse event recording system the statistics are beyond shocking injuries way into seven figure territory deaths well into five figures And this is statistically believed to be less than 5% of the actual occurrences due to the medical industry discouraging any reporting of vaccine injuries. In Europe, the Endura Vigilance site provides vaccine injury statistics for that part of the world. The statistics from the Endura Vigilance site are even worse. Those that still believe the medical industrial complex mantra of, quote, safe and effective are not conducting objective research you 're listening to the weekly bad news broadcast, the global Alert news hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast commercial free non political and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch dot org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel posts of this report and other breaking issues. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell to get notifications of our new videos. Likes, comments, and sharing helps us to get this broadcast out to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary, Exposing Global Climate Engineering Operations, titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice, and in doing so, to help us more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. And this shout-out to all the courageous individuals that are carrying forward the torch of awakening and sanity. I am deeply honored to march with you in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. It is our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. Again, thank you. Moving on, more bad news, breaking reports. This from last week, multiple sources. World, quote, unprepared for magnitude of cascading climate risks. More on that report in a moment. First this, a reminder of this not-so-fun fact. Climate intervention operations are creating extreme vulnerability to nuclear holocaust the decimation of the atmosphere leaves us exposed to extreme cmes i.e coronal mass ejections a solar storm a major event like the carrington event in the 1800s would shut down electrical grids which in turn would force nuclear facilities into total meltdown for the record there are 444 nuclear reactors currently operating on the planet 450 total nuclear facilities. And then there's this 20,000 nuclear weapons and 250,000 toxic tons of radiated nuclear waste. And all of this is on top of the already seemingly endless list of converging cataclysms that are closing in on all of us. Yes, the fun never stops in the planetary asylum. On that note, the sprint to World War III from Forbes.com. NATO says sabotage is behind the destruction of natural gas pipelines. Nord Stream 1 and 2. Question, how many NATO so-called experts did it take to figure that out? And how convenient for the U.S. controllers that Hurricane Ian completely covered up this dire report. Some speculated that Russia was behind the attack On its own pipelines, a UN named spokesman for the governments of Ukraine and Poland agreed that Russia was behind the attack. Unnamed spokespersons again. Think about that. An unnamed anonymous British military source told the Times of London that he was uncertain that it was in fact the Russians and viewed it as a quote tactical error if it was. A tactical error? That's a gross understatement. There's no logical reason that would justify Russia bombing the only mechanism that gave them any leverage over the West. Then, who actually carried out this act of war? That blank isn't hard to fill in for any that are looking through a clear lens. An oil and gas reporter for Reuters said this The United States and NATO, slash, and the EU seem remarkably relaxed about the sabotage of a piece of critical infrastructure, end quote. Remarkably relaxed. The loss of the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines could have indeed been the benefit of rival gas suppliers. Just the day before the sabotage, Poland and Norway opened a new 850-kilometer natural gas pipeline, the Baltic Pipe, through Denmark. Indeed, European leaders praised the pipeline as a much-needed alternative to Nord Stream 1 and 2. Norway's energy minister called the Baltic Pipe a, quote, milestone on the important path towards European independence, end quote. The German magazine Der Spiegel reported that the CIA had warned Germany weeks ago of a coming attack on natural gas pipelines Nord Stream 1 and 2. And let's not forget this. President Joe Biden promised on February 7th to prevent Nord Stream 2 from becoming operational if Russia invaded Ukraine. Biden stated, quote, if Russia invades, then there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We will bring an end to it, In quote. A reporter then asked Biden, but how will you do that exactly since the project is in Germany's control, In quote. Biden replied, quote, I promise you we will be able to do that, In quote. The now blown up Nord Stream pipelines are spewing methane into the atmosphere. The methane buildup from countless sources is rapidly and radically contributing to the now runaway climate collapse that's unfolding. Climate engineering, in the attempt to mask the problem, is further fueling the overall planetary meltdown. If you want to see a shocking example of methane blowouts from thawing permafrost, search Siberian methane craters. You won't believe the images. Wouldn't the U.S. government care about pumping so much extra methane into the atmosphere? The short answer is absolutely not. Let's rewind to the 600-plus Kuwait oil wells that were set on fire in the first Gulf invasion. Though the U.S. population was officially told that this act of catastrophic planetary decimation was done by the Iraqi army, in fact, The well detonations and subsequent extreme well fires, over 600 of them, were carried out by U.S. special forces. This isn't opinion or speculation. It's now a matter of record due to a number of military whistleblowers that actually helped to carry out the detonations. The U.S. empire needed a justification to export all of their oil infrastructure corporate minions into Kuwait oil fields. The fires gave them that reason. One of the companies that benefited from the oil well fire profit Fiesta was Bechtel Power, my former employer, the largest engineering corporation in the world. On the same subject of carbon fuels and the methane saturation of the atmosphere, another new report from last week, world's third largest wetland is pouring methane, and they mean into the atmosphere. Methane is lighter than air, and it is migrating to the atmosphere spreading out, covering the planet like a layer of glass. Another headline, same theme. Alaska's newest lakes are belching methane. Most have heard about the methane problem as if cow flatulence is the major source of the problem. That's that whole narrative, simply designed to polarize populations and get them to ignore reality. Certainly cutting down forests to grow cows is a very bad idea. But the major sources of methane of course, center around the carbon fuel industry and thawing methane hydrates and clathrates in tundra and on the seafloor. This is the Bermuda Triangle scenario for many decades. Methane fields that are thawing and releasing on the seafloor migrate through the water column, aerates the water like a bottle of champagne. Surface vessels have no buoyancy. They go to the bottom intact. That methane, once it hits the sea surface though, migrates into the atmosphere again, covering it like a layer of glass Methane over a 10-year time horizon, 120 times more potent to greenhouse gas than CO2. The methane release scenario is part of one of the most major feedback loops that's occurring on the planet right now. These are positive feedback loops. Positive, again, doesn't mean good. means that once this process is triggered, it feeds on itself. The more methane that's released and that migrates into the atmosphere, the hotter it gets, which releases even more methane. This is affecting the polar regions, as we lose the ice sheets and we're losing them very rapidly, whatever controversial and disinformation sources say otherwise, please, I only ask people to believe what they see with their own eyes. Please take the time to view the non-political, internationally award-winning documentary Chasing Ice. If you don't believe what you see with your own eyes, there's nothing I can tell you to change your mind. I'll cover more on that later in this broadcast, by the way. Why belief systems are so hard to break. But back to the melting ice and the releasing methane. It has put us on a path called Venus Syndrome. That's not a metaphor. It's a scientific scenario. Please search and view the GeoengineeringWatch.org report titled Venus Syndrome. And about the melting ice, this article from last week. Scientists exposed vulnerabilities of critical Antarctic ice shelf. This is not... The Thwaites Glacier that I've covered in the past. This is a different scenario entirely. The Pine Island Ice Shelf in West Antarctica, which holds back enough ice to raise sea levels by half a meter, could be more vulnerable to complete disintegration than previously thought. How many times and how many so-called science reports do we hear that? It's way, way worse than we thought. For a decade and a half, that's exactly what GeoengineeringWatch.org has stated on the record over and over and over The actual frontline scenarios are far worse than anything we're being told. And now, because they can't hide it anymore, they're starting to have to disclose it. report continues. A new study led by British Antarctic Survey, the BAS scientists, showed two processes whose recent enhancement already threatens the stability of the shelf and that can interact to increase the likelihood of total collapse. Pine Island Glacier is roughly the size of England. The complete disintegration of the Pine Island ice shelf will have profound consequences not only for the glacier itself, but all of West Antarctica as it is thought to play an integral role in maintaining the stability of the West Antarctic ice sheet. The ramifications are unimaginable for anything located on any coast, anywhere on the planet. It's not a question of if, it's when. And climate engineering, again, in the attempt to mask The severity and immediacy of what's unfolding is only further fueling the process while contaminating every single breath we take. Next headline from last week. Heavy floods ravage West Africa farmlands. More crops being crushed either by drought, by deluge, by flash freezes, by hail. Agricultural lands are being wiped out across the globe. From that report, thousands of farms have been destroyed. A Nigerian farmer stated, quote, the rains have never been this destructive. He said, we pray never to experience such a nightmare, end quote. Rains in Niger this year have also totally destroyed or damaged more than 25,900 homes. Covert climate intervention operations completely inseparable from all these equations. More headlines from last week from phys.org. Looking back at America's summer of heat, floods, and climate change. Welcome to the new abnormal. Again, no mention of the climate engineering elephant in the equation. Inseparable from all these scenarios. New from Time Magazine, this. The climate crisis is making the Pacific Islands uninhabitable. Who will preserve our nation's question mark? Tuvalu is the low lying South Pacific island nation of about 11,000 people. It has been classified as, quote, extremely vulnerable to climate change by the United Nations Development Program. The report then states that some scientists have predicted that Tuvalu could become inundated and uninhabitable in 50 to 100 years or less if sea level rise continues. There's no if. And these estimates of 50 to 100 years is completely ludicrous. They're in the cusp of it right now. How many have ever seen a photo of Tuvalu? Take a look and you'll be shocked. A sprawling, extremely dense construct built on a sandbar at sea level in the middle of the ocean. Of course, their days are now numbered. Will Manhattan Island escape the fate of Tuvalu? No, nor will countless other coastlines all over the world. Next headline, rising global temperatures point to future widespread droughts. Again, for the record, the laws of physics dictate more overall rain on a rapidly warming planet, not less. 7% more moisture is held in the atmosphere for every degree C of warming. Unfiltered frontline data indicates we're past 3.5 degrees C from industrial baselines, pre-industrial baselines right now. Climate engineering is the single greatest drought-causing factor in the equation. Search the engineering drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. There are complex mechanisms of climate engineering that are completely shutting off the hydrological cycle in countless locations around the globe, crushing crops, miring populations in unimaginable difficulty. This is weather warfare. Again, climate engineering, the covert weapon of the controllers, a weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault. Next headline last week from france24.com. Half of the world's birds in decline, species moving ever faster to extinction. Again, like so many other so-called science studies or articles, they radically underestimate how severe the situation actually is. I can state in my own forest that parts of the wilderness where I once commonly slept on the forest floor and couldn't sleep past the first light Because there were so many birds it sounded like I was in the tiki room at Disneyland, they would always wake me up immediately with first light. Now there's nothing. It's silent. The report states the natural world is in trouble. Human actions are driving species rapidly towards extinction, undermining ecosystems, functions, and services vital to our own survival. We shouldn't need so-called scientists to tell us that? Should we? And does it take a team of scientists to figure that out? No trees, no people. No insects, no people. No birds, no people. No plankton, no people. No functional atmosphere, no people. Dead soils, no people. Contaminated everything, no people. All of it's happening at once. Here's the real curve. The overall species extinction rate is currently... 15,000 times the background rate. That's a million and a half percent of normal. Statistically, the zero hour for no functional wildlife populations left on planet Earth is 2026. On the current course, we will perish with them. Insect populations today already down 80 to 90 percent. If the bugs can't make it, how long do we think we can possibly survive? Next report from last week, same theme. Are we in the midst of a silent mass extinction? That's the headline for a new report from NewScientist.com. The fact that they're even asking the question is the start to their lies and cover-up. The report focuses on the loss of biodiversity, but omits the bottom line, total loss of life and species, as if the biomass of pigs and chickens and cows somehow makes up for the mass die-off of everything else. As mentioned earlier this world quote unprepared for magnitude of cascading climate risks from that report civil unrest political instability food insecurity mass migration and worsening human rights are the baked-in secondary impacts of climate change ie climate collapse that's what's actually happening being further fueled by climate engineering the report continues but you wouldn't know that from the undercooked approach of governments and business As the extreme weather events the world is already experiencing become more frequent, they will trigger a cascade of these second-order climate risks across a huge swath of the planet. We're talking about cascading dominoes. I've been over this in previous broadcasts. As an example, one domino knocks over a bigger domino, which knocks over a still bigger domino. Very non-linear. And there's about 50 positive feedback loops already triggered. The thawing, releasing methane is one. Report continues Africa and Asia and developing economies will undeniably bear the brunt, and the developed world will have to respond as these issues press increasingly on their borders. But according to our new research, the report says, assessing the susceptibility of countries to cascading risks economically and geopolitically, strategic nations such as Brazil, Mexico, Vietnam, and Russia are also in a dangerous position. Even China could find itself under pressure if change continues to accelerate. What kind of a completely irrational statement is that China could find itself under pressure if change continues to accelerate China's with 1.4 billion people and no way to feed them as ecosystems collapse around the globe, they might find themselves in trouble. They continue, if countries like these succumb to extreme bouts of climate-induced instability, again, no mention of the climate engineering elephant in the equation, the knock-on impacts could overwhelm economies and populations across the globe. Again, we're back to the so-called science community saying, if you leap off a hundred-story building, you could get hurt. And in fact, that's exactly what the human race is at this point, the kamikaze from the 100th floor, passing the second story right now, sidewalk, the next stop. This report then says, organizations and governments are beginning to create extensive mitigation plans for physical climate threats, yet... The report states the low levels of investment in looking at the secondary risks show that most are almost entirely unprepared to deal with the wider political, economic and developmental impacts of a warming planet. And as the intensity of heat waves, storms and floods speeds up, so do the time horizons for rising global instability. It's accelerating At unimaginable speed right now, again, climate engineering further fueling all of it. There's no legitimate discussion about climate anything from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering factor in the equation. Final excerpt from this report. Countries burdened with poor governance risk factors might want to focus attention outside their borders if migration, civil unrest, and human rights abuses at home are exacerbated by climate change. Equally, it would be tempting to relieve domestic shortages of land, minerals, food, or water by seizing a better placed neighbor's resources, potentially sending them spiraling into a crisis. It's not coming. It's here. It's been unfolding. How many examples do we need? The U.S. military has 800 foreign bases all over the world in almost every country, and these countries have been forced to allow that occupation often by having their precipitation cut off, like countries all over Africa that are forced into protracted population-crushing drought by climate intervention operations. Middle Eastern countries that were subjected to the same. As I have brought up many times, the list of Middle Eastern countries immediately after 9-11 that was given to former NATO Supreme Commander General Wesley Clark. Every one of those countries subsequently underwent a once in 1,000 year drought, destabilizing food production, destabilizing populations. This is weather warfare, a massive part of this equation. And what this report on what's coming, on what's predicted to come, it's here now, kicking in the front door. Like, Feuding crime syndicate cartels, global power centers are going to fight to the death over remaining resources unless we stop them. More puzzle pieces. New from phys.org last week. Solar geoengineering might work, the headline says, but local temperatures could keep rising for years. This report states, Imagine a future where, despite efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions quickly, parts of the world have become unbearably hot like today some governments they say might decide to quote geoengineer the planet by spraying substances into the atmosphere to form fine reflective aerosols a process known as stratospheric aerosol injection does anyone look up for 75 years this has been going on and we still have the so-called science community pretending they could may might do this someday now let's consider this puzzle piece A just-published report that completely contradicts the climate engineering atmospheric aerosols will save us from global warming report I just covered. Here it is from multiple sources last week. Air pollution can amplify negative effects of climate change. New study finds completely the opposite. We now know from the most recent and most extensive science studies that the entire foundational premise for solar radiation management is completely flawed. It is nothing less than a weapon at this point. It always has been. As geoengineeringwatch.org has stated, without exception for a decade and a half, short-term, highly toxic cooldowns are achieved with solar radiation management at the cost of an even worse overall warming and a complete contamination of the entire planet. For the record, again, atmospheric chemistry has been completely altered. Our atmosphere is being used for a physics lab and a battlefield. Another puzzle piece on this equation, again from phys.org, exploring sources of heavy metals in atmospheric aerosols. Wonder where those came from. The report states, as important components of atmospheric aerosols, heavy metals are of great concern because of their bioaccumulation potential and toxicity via inhalation and deposition. How many times have I stated that on this broadcast? Extremely bioavailable, extremely bioaccumulative, and now we have science sources admitting to that, but absolutely not mentioning where the primary source of these highly toxic atmospheric aerosols is coming from? Climate engineering elements, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene, and what else is in these components? Because polymer fibers and graphene specifically can be used for biological carriers. Ponder that puzzle piece as you take a deep breath next time in the great outdoors. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 373, October 1st. 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, Tucson, Arizona, San Bernardino, California, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, two stations in the far north of California, and now in North Carolina. GeoengineeringWatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary titled The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities, The best way to share it is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email, directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News, this broadcast, or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. And about reaching those that still aren't looking up. Geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be found on our home page our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward there are very high quality printed materials that we pass on for below our cost of producing and shipping by the way and just added climate engineering conversation starters our new geoengineering watch.org shirts scannable business cards and bumper stickers all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue and that's how you plant a seed of awareness doing so is the first and most important leap we can make toward getting the as of yet uninformed to start looking up waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time if we can expose it we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they are participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. And this final footnote, if you want to share a picture with a geoengineeringwatch.org shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, busy street downtown, et cetera, please send us your photo to use so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is coming for our materials page. There it will encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. The GeoengineeringWatch.org walking billboard shirt, front and back, can start the all-important conversation about what's happening in our skies. West Coast weather update, ever-worsening engineered drought, and criminal script-reading so-called meteorologists doing their best to cover up the climate engineering crimes. How many stop to wonder and look up to see so many days of jet sprayed spreading and lingering filth in our skies that the weather forecaster script readers magically knew would be coming sometimes a week in advance the so-called mostly sunny days in which there's not a single natural cloud formation in the skies only climate engineering aerosols and the script readers said it would happen again often a week ahead of time connect the dots. They're reading scripts the scheduled weather the scheduled spray days and the relentless day and night heat continues nighttime temperatures are rising twice as fast as daytime highs this is a dire harbinger of abrupt climate collapse climate engineering is the largest single factor but we must always remember and consider that every form of human activity that affects the planet's former energy balance is a part of the problem we have been horrible stewards of planet earth no denying that not rationally Next headline from the San Diego Tribune. Heat advisory goes into effect for most of San Diego County. From that report, risk of wildfires will rise as temperatures approach 100 degrees across inland valleys and foothills. Again, that report from San Diego, that kind of temperature in October, and it's going to get far worse. And the means by which the climate engineers mask this is by using chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, spraying cloud moisture. With these endothermic reacting elements, please search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more, to learn about how they create these toxic flash cooldowns at the surface. And they use cyclones, i.e. hurricanes, as moisture pumps oftentimes to pump moisture into particular regions or to fill enough atmospheric moisture to create a a cooldown over a large region. With that in mind, let's backtrack a bit to this relevant report. Hurricane Fiona to thrash Atlantic Canada. It's pushing toward the Arctic. That's where they use that moisture to chemically nucleate to mask the end of the melt season where there is, in essence, no multi-year ice left on the Arctic ice sheet. It's now slush. They consider any part of the Arctic Ocean that's 15% slush or more, they consider that ice pack, so they can statistically hide the degree of melt-off. That's still 85% ocean total falsification on every front in the weather arena. Listen to this part of the report, though. Hurricane Fiona will undergo a meteorologically spectacular and rapid transition from a hurricane to a hybrid superstorm, this resembling a powerful nor'easter with a hurricane-like core. Then the report says a streak within the jet stream called a sting jet may also whip around the storm's southeast side and descend to the surface, pushing even stronger upper-level winds to the ground in a focused but damaging Pocket scenario. Let's consider that focused but damaging pockets, and that so called forecasters know this so far ahead of time. Why? Because they're reading their scripts of the scheduled weather. Let's continue on this theme from theweathernetwork.com. How Hurricane Fiona's rare left hook will make this a historical storm. They say the track of Fiona is different in terms of how hurricanes have historically moved over the East Coast, and this one is not conforming to the standard. They say any time you get a unique storm like this, you're going to get big damage. They continue, this is different. The track is going to hook left, slamming into Nova Scotia. If you look through at least recent memory and recorded history, we don't have such a left hook type of track for such a strong low-pressure system. They then say this, this is not just a hurricane either. It's more like a hurricane and a nor'easter combined. Again, every weather agency, same script, same terms. They then say, meteorologists at the Canadian Hurricane Center, the CHC, said that this could actually be Canada's version of Hurricane Sandy, referencing the size and intensity of Fiona and its combination of hurricane and winter storm characteristics. Sandy, that the so-called meteorologists, the script readers, knew a week in advance would make a completely anomalous 90-degree westerly turn. How did they know? More recent headlines, same theme. Multiple sources, unusual tropical depression forms in far eastern Atlantic. From that report, the depression is expected to move, quote, on an unusually northerly track just off the African coast. Another headline, same theme. This one is referring to Hurricane Ian. Latest hurricane danger could plot, quote, an unusual track toward florida again unusual used again and again and again accuweather meteorologists are warning of the possibility that hurricane ian in the caribbean could undergo rapid intensification again that's what they are doing they are keeping the storms weaker till they get near enough to land-based radio frequency microwave transmission facilities that help them to steer these storms the accuweather report then says with the storms sites potentially set on striking the west coast of florida An often missed target. As mentioned at the start of this broadcast, please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our just posted report, Controlling Hurricane Ian. You'll learn and see much to make you understand how these storms are steered. Next from CNN, Super Typhoon Noru, strengthening as it hits for the Philippines. The storm rapidly intensified over and over. We didn't used to see this on every single storm in decades past. We do now. In the early hours of Sunday, last Sunday, according to the Joint Typhoon Warning Center, strengthening from 140 kilometers per hour to 250 kilometers per hour in six hours. Six. And what a surprise. This cyclone wiped out yet More crops. This headline report from last week alluding to that. As disaster hits the Philippines again, a farmer's sorrow reveals the stakes. All over the globe, we are seeing agricultural production wiped out. Another headline from last week, different theme Asian coastal cities sinking fast. New study states, sprawling coastal cities in South and Southeastern Asia are sinking faster than elsewhere in the world, leaving tens of millions of people more vulnerable to rising sea levels than they already were, a new study states. Cataclysm is coming at blinding speed on countless fronts. The total desperation of global controllers is coming with it. Remember that. About Earth's superheating seas. This headline from last week, unchecked ocean warming threatens many Gulf of Mexico and Caribbean corals. Doesn't just threaten them. They are disintegrating. I've dove all over the world. It's been happening for many decades, but now it's becoming catastrophic. Ocean life is dying at every level all over the globe. Our oceans are superheating. They're stratifying. They're deoxygenating. It's called Canfield Ocean lifeless dead seas oceans die we die search canfield ocean to learn more we must change course starting with stopping climate intervention operations that effort will take all of us next headline from the la times fault along la orange county coast could unleash huge earthquakes on a scale of the san andreas fault study shows that was just decided by harvard scientists and yes the establishment academicians telling the masses what's coming So that when it happens, no one questions anything. And about triggering seismic activity, ionosphere heaters are fully capable of this. This is not scientifically disputed. So are underground nuclear detonations. The establishment holds many cards, and they are going to play them. From the LA Times, this, California spends billions rebuilding burned-down towns. The case for calling it quits. Translation, don't keep rebuilding towns that are just going to burn down again. But why are they going to burn down again and again and again? We're not going to get that far before we hit the wall, but you understand the point. This footnote, the weather terrorists continue to fry and dry the western U.S., keeping conditions conducive for extreme incinerations. If you want an answer as to why, search and view one of our most important short reports titled, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. You won't like what you learn. New from BBC, this, more than half of the world's palm trees are in danger. report states palms are a huge plant family that provide millions of people with food, drink, and shelter. Let's think of Easter Island in this equation. They cut down their 16 million palm trees and resorted to cannibalism, a path that the human race is on, on a global scale. Data suggests more than a 1,000 species, just over 50% of palms, are threatened with extinction. No, that's not true. All of them are threatened with extinction, near-term extinction. More similar headlines. Half of Amazon trees face extinction. Not true again. All of them face the same fate in the current course. And this alarming extinction threat to Europe's trees. It's happening all over the globe. Climate engineering, the unmentioned massive fact from the equation, cutting off the hydrological cycle, toxifying rain with elements that kill soil microbiome and root systems, destroying the ozone layer, which is frying the trees from the top down. Search Climate engineering and the dying of the trees from geoengineeringwatch.org. You can learn more on that front. Now new from Time magazine, we can't have a stable climate if we keep destroying nature. That's pretty simple to figure out. I wonder how many scientists it took to come to that conclusion. Then there's this, more disinformation from multiple sources last week. Humanity healed the ozone hole. Can we do the same for climate change? Here's the fact of the matter. The ozone layer continues to deteriorate. Anyone with a functional sense of touch can feel it. But sadly, so many ignore their God-given senses in exchange for the false comfort of official lies. Here's a few recent and far more accurate reports about the ozone layer from only two months ago. Scientists have discovered a massive new hole in the ozone layer. They say the hole wasn't expected to exist. We knew at geoengineeringwatch.org. How come the whole of academia didn't know? Another headline, even more recent, from August. Scientists have discovered a massive new hole in the ozone layer that could affect 50% of the global population. doesn't affect 50%. The ozone layer is diminished all over the globe to a different degree. It waxes and wanes, but it is heading downhill fast. No ozone layer, no food growth, Done. And for the record, it's not that hairspray can that's doing the severe damage to the ozone hole. It's that military tanker, hundreds of them, and thousands of aircraft overall. Military tanker fully loaded, in the case of a KC-135, can dump 100 tons of ozone-destroying materials into the atmosphere in one payload. 100 tons. Think about that. Our estimates on total global tonnage of toxic nanoparticles being dumped into our skies is in the range of 60 to 70 million tons annually. If you want to see these aircraft firsthand, dumping payloads of these particles into our skies, search the jet spraying section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. The now ubiquitous and highly toxic climate engineering fallout isn't just killing crops. This headline from last week, air pollution can amplify negative effects of climate change, new study finds. They're talking about health effects from the aerosols, but of course, not mentioning the primary source of atmospheric aerosols, i.e. climate engineering. And of course, wildfires are a huge source as well. But so many wildfires can be directly traced to climate engineering operations, setting the conditions for those fires. So we can't separate the two. On that note, this headline from last week, wildfire smoke exposure hurts learning outcomes. And let's remember that we have filmed at geoengineeringwatch.org massive blanket, climate engineering spray operations going on directly above smoke canopies from wildfires. It's in the film, The Dimming, on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. From this report on wildfire smoke hurting learning outcomes, they say when wildfire smoke pollutes the air in schoolyards and classrooms as it does with increasing frequency and severity across the country. It hurts not only children's health, but also their ability to learn and possibly their future earning power, according to new research from Stanford. We wouldn't want them to earn any less, would we? Who cares about their health and their welfare as long as they can keep earning? And that's what Stanford apparently is focused on. The study builds on emerging evidence that exposure to air pollution can hurt cognition, i.e. it makes you dumber. Now let's add this from medicalexpress.com. Researchers find IQ scores dropping since the 1970s. That doesn't sound good, does it? But should it come as any surprise, given the fact that we're all drowning in a rapidly rising sea of toxins, so many of them raining down from the skies above? Not just wildfire smoke, as the report I just covered would have us believe, not just industrialized society pollution, but worst of all, climate engineering nanoparticles, aluminum, barium, strontium, polymer fibers, and graphene, to name a few. Where do we go from here? Why is it that so many in the ranks of the human race refuse to even see, let alone acknowledge, the truth? Consider this timeless nugget of wisdom first spoken nearly 2,500 years ago by the philosopher Plato. He said, strange times are these in which we live when old and young are taught in falsehood's school, and the one man that dares to tell the truth is called at once a lunatic and a fool. It would seem little has changed. And from Anton Jakov, this, the biochemistry of belief, man is what he believes. Question, why do so many so willingly believe and blindly cling to falsehoods? Beliefs are the guiding principles in life. They provide direction and meaning in life. Beliefs are the preset organized filters to our perceptions of the world external and internal beliefs are like internal commands to the brain as to how to represent what's happening when we congruently believe something to be true in the absence of beliefs or the inability to tap into them people feel disempowered but simply believing something is or isn't so doesn't alter reality all too often it only obscures it often with great consequences beliefs originate from what we hear and keep on hearing from others from the time we're children. The bottom line is this. Building our beliefs on a foundation of facts is essential if we're to see the world through a clear lens. Not what someone else says are facts, but rather what honest, objective, and independent research indicates is true and correct. Former biases, preconceptions, and programming must first be overcome This could be much easier said than done, but it can be done, it must be done. The choice is ours, all is now in the balance. We, each of us, all of us, are hurling toward near-term planetary omnicide. The global controllers and the mainstream media weapon of mass distraction they control are doing their best to keep populations oblivious to what's unfolding till the moment of impact. Epidemic of Normalcy Bias If by our collective efforts we can reach a critical mass of awareness, before the controllers are fully prepared for that to happen, we could yet alter the composition of the coming collapse. The effort to fully awaken populations will take all of us. We must be effective and efficient. Check the Activist Suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details on how to help. Please, make your voice heard, make every day count. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.